The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of To Be Continued. Of course, it's your boy C. Ham. You can't spell champion without it. But on the other side of the mic with me, I got an illustrious guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I. Usually a humble host, but today I am the guest, Price Benjamin. I don't have a cool intro like you, man. I tried. I really did. I, <laughs> I felt the energy of it. But, you know, I had to bring the energy at least, man. But yo, thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate it. I know it's 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 usually like the other way around. I'm usually a guest on your show. So I'm I'm loving that the, we have a little switch for once. Hey, man, it's all the same in my opinion. Like, it, it's, it's, it's all love. It's all family. Mm-hmm. And, uh... You know, we're going to do the damn thing. You know how we do it. Hell yeah. I feel like our our uh, podcasting chemistry is pretty strong. So whenever I have like these deep conversations, I want to talk about some sports. You're usually the guy I kind of go to, gravitate to, because I know you think about things in the same kind of methodology as I do when it comes to breaking down sports. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. So one thing that I wanted to like touch on a little bit that I haven't really had a chance to talk about since they released the list is uh, the pound-for-pound pound ranking for UFC. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you know, I thought it was very, very intriguing because, you know, not only where certain people fall in the ranking, but it just makes me a little curious uh, going forward how the UFC is going to progress, you know, going into the new year and things like that. So I, just, yeah. I, I really wanted to touch on that a little bit because how do you feel about it? Do you think Khabib is deserving of that number one spot? Um, to, to put it short, no. Okay. And, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Could be monster. You know, he's, he's a, he's a, I mean, we, we just seen what he did to, to Gaethje, mm-hmm. you know, just, just dominated that man in two rounds. And we seen what he's did throughout his whole career. You know, he's not 29 and 0 for no reason. Mm-hmm. And he's literally has smashed everybody <laughs> that he went up against. He's probably, what um he's only lost two rounds in his two entire rounds career. right exactly he yeah. lost two rounds in his whole career so him getting the pound for pound ranking i get it i understand mm-hmm. how you can make the argument for him and i'm and i'm not mad at it you know what i'm saying right. but john jones has to be the number one pound for pound ranking guy man like i agree you go you go look at their careers side by side mm-hmm. all right john jones's resume is hands down more impressive than Khabib's. Like, hands down. I would even argue that he has one of the most impressive resumes ever. Yes, yes. Like, yes. It's literally a laundry list of Hall of Famers or potential Hall of Fame candidates Mm -hmm. that not only did he beat, he, in my opinion, you know, he dominated them. And in some regards, it's like their own style of fighting. Like, you know, when he fought Leota Machida, I felt like, he wasn't going to be able to compete with him striking-wise and from a grappling standpoint, and he just completely proved me wrong in that and just showed that he he is meant to be in the position that he's thrust to right now. Now, the thing that gets me annoyed about the John Jones argument is I think people always bring in those outside forces and don't focus on what he has accomplished in the cage. Yeah. And I can understand why people would use that to weigh in, but it can't be something that, you know, diminishes his accomplishments. I agree 100 percent. And and that's the thing as well. You got to be able to separate like, you know, like it's like with music, you separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. 
And and with fighting, you separate the the in ring stuff from the outside stuff. And you can really do that with any sport for sure. And what he did outside, you know, like the hit and run situation, and Mm -hmm. you know the 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 testing positive for drugs and things that nature. There, like okay, all that aside, you look at his in ring acumen. And what, like you said, what he's able to accomplish and what he's done to Hall of Fame caliber fighters while they were in the midst of their prime. Let's not forget yes, that. Truth. He he was dominating. He cleared out that light heavyweight division mm-hmm. when he was like, what? He's the youngest champion ever, right? Youngest mm-hmm. heavy, the youngest uh, UFC champion ever. And when he first got the belt, let's talk about how he fucking dominated Shogun. Yeah. Like that he, was, he wasn't even supposed to be in that fight. Oh my god. That was supposed god. to be Rashad Evans' fight. And yes. he was his teammate and he got hurt. So John Jones got the opportunity. And he, and he dominated he, him. And he took it in like two weeks' notice. Like yeah. I remember he, he had fought Bader the 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 fight before. This yep. was the uh, Anderson Silver Victor Belfort car undercard. Mm-hmm. And he, he dominated Bader, choked him out. And then they announced, hey, we're gonna give you the title shot against uh, Shogun who won two weeks. All right, bet. Two Let. weeks to train, two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. Went out there, man. You would have thought this man would have had a full training camp the way he killed that man. It was honestly, ridiculous. honestly, the way he performed it, it, you can't argue with it because, you know, it's kind of like he set a new standard for taking a fight on two weeks' notice. Like, if anybody's like, oh, man, I took this one. Well, John Jones did too. And then you see what he did to Rua. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I really agree with you on the part of John Jones. He should be the number one ranked guy. But I again, I get the current landscape because he's actually not present. He hasn't had a fight in over a year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. I get why they had to give that to Khabib. But I don't think Khabib's done, if you ask me. Yeah, actually, I was going to I was going to ask you about that. I don't think he's uh- done. Because, you know, like he said, he, this is, he fought he, after he dominated Gaethje. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, he told his father that he was going to be done after 30 and no, but then his father unfortunately passed away. RIP mm-hmm. um, to Khabib's father. And then, uh, you know, emotional. He's like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm done. Uh, this is going to be my last fight. I'm, I'm, I'm really done. And at the time, it's like, OK, I hear you. But when you really think about it, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't like I don't you're think just you're not going to go for that 30. Like it's one more fight, at least the 30. Right. At least the 30. And there's fights to be made out there, too. There's tons of fights. That Ferguson fight still hasn't happened, and you need to fight GSP. If you're going to retire and solidify you you as the the GOAT in that weight class, you got to fight GSP. And on top of that, personally, I would love to see Khabib, uh, Khabib move up. Because yes. mm-hmm. I think he's, first of all, he's mm-hmm. too big. He's too big for 155. Like Not only that, see, power-wise, that dude is yes. as strong as 155-pounder. Hands down, man. The way he's manhandling grown-ass men, like, just ragdolling. Yeah, Cormier said he is, because Cormier wrestles, grapples with him often. He said he's about as strong as an 85-er. Yes. At 155. So, like, mm-hmm. that's, man. I would love to see him go up. That there's a lot of fights to be had in that, and I also want to see him fight Michael Chandler. I would love to see him all, bro. I would love to see him fight. So you mentioned him, Tony Ferguson, Michael mm-hmm. Chandler. If he was to move up to 170, I would love to see him get his uh, get in the ring with uh, Usman. Usman. I would love to see oh. him fight uh, Jorge Masvidal. I would love to see him fight Kobe Covington. Like yeah. there's a lot there's of a fights lot. that could be made. There's that a, a lot, lot of money, money on the table. Yeah, for sure. And then GSP. That's a super fight. And yeah, the GSP fight, I I honestly thought the way they were setting it up on his last fight, 
that they were going to do some like WWE type shit because a fun fact that a lot of people didn't know GSP was doing commentary for the French announce team for UFC that event. So he oh, was okay. actually he was there. He was in Abu Dhabi. So GSP, I thought they were going to be like, you know, after Khabib won, they were going to have GSP come on and be like, if you want to solidify yourself as the GOAT, let's challenge one another. But right. maybe they had that in the plans, but it didn't go as such because of how emotional it was for Khabib. Yeah. But I don't know. I, at first, I was kind of opposed to the idea of it. But then I was like, you know what? I would like to see. I would like to see him test his medal against GSP. That'd be crazy, man. Because GSP, like, that'd be, man. Mm. You talk about a tactical battle. Yeah. You talk about two of the greatest wrestlers and two of the best martial, martial artists in yeah. UFC history being able to duke it out like that. My only concern, though, because, you know, GSP hasn't fought in a while. Yeah, he's old, too. And he's pretty old as well. Maybe there could be a little bit of octagon rust mm-hmm. um, getting there with like and Khabib. You know how he does, man. He just mauls people. Bro. And I'm tired of seeing GSP drop the title after he wins. I'm this, this would be the what fourth time. Right. I'm I'm so sick of it. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna retire, just solidify your retirement. Don't keep popping right. up whenever you know a, a bag appears. A wild mm-hmm. bag has appeared. I must take advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but like I said, congrats to Khabib, but I think John Jones deserves that spot. But let's let's break it down into it a little bit more. Let's check uh, check out these top three, four, five candidates. I think um, if you ask me, Israel Adesanya is right where he belongs in that third spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I also like Stipe in that fourth spot, mm-hmm. but I see. I think some people can argue that Usman is a little more deserving of that fourth spot. I think uh, Usman doesn't get <clears throat> the clout because I'm not like a lot of his fights to the casual fan are boring. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's ta- a wrestler. So tactical. Exactly. He puts you against the cage. He neutralizes what anything that your your game plan is going to be. Mm-hmm. He puts you down. He puts you on the ground. He ground and pounds you for five rounds. He wears you out. And then he wins the fight. And, you know, we've seen that in his last fight against Masvidal. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID, uh, Kobe Covington, I was surprised by that fight because they was throwing hands yeah, they for, were, like, literally all four rounds until he eventually uh, stopped him. That's one of those fights that kind of, like, proved me wrong about um, Kobe Covington. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize how equipped he was to strike with him. Yeah. I definitely underestimated that until I saw the fight. Like the first two or three rounds, they were really like throwing hands at one another. Yes. Yes. So like that really impressed me. Had Usman not broken Kobe Covington's jaw. It might have been a different story. It might have been a different story. Yeah. Because like like you said, they was throwing bombs at another. And Kobe was landing. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Usman, man. He took them shots and kept it I was going to say his chin, man. He he really proved how much of a chin he had in that fight. Because Kobe was dishing out some really good shots. Yes, he was. So, I mean, Usman... He, I, I, I'm kind of biased because I just don't really like him as a, a character, like the way he act. Yeah. But like, I, I definitely respect his ability in the ring, like in, in yeah. the cage. He gets it done. But sometimes, you know, like he be talking like he be John Jones in Cats, and that's right. not what he be doing. <laughs> so that's the only thing that a little gets me a little annoyed about him. But yeah, I think he's trying to be more of a promoter. I think that's Dana White sense. in his ear. I think that's Dana White. Yo, listen, man, listen, we want to give you, we want to promote you more. You got to, you got to talk more. Yeah. You got to do what, what Connor doing. You got to do what John Jones would be doing. Like, more than ever, more than ever, the UFC is like 
about your marketing of yourself. Yes. Like it was never like this before until like, you know, Chell Sonnen broke the mold and just started acting like a WWE superstar. Like mm-hmm. you have to really represent yourself. That's that's the whole reason why Kobe Covington is the way he is right now. That's the whole gimmick. Like he's not he, really like that. First of all, I'm gonna back up real quick. I'm glad you said that about Chell Sonnen, because a lot of people would think that Connor was the one that nah. changed the game like that. No, it was Chell. Nah, it was, it was Chell. definitely Chell. Mm-hmm. Chell was the first one I remember. I'm like, yo, who is this dude just yeah. talking? He was, he was talking, talking shit about so reckless. Silva, talking about some like you, you, you dirty Brazilians and shit like that. I'm like, yo. And that was when that was when Anderson Silva was at no doubt the best fighter in the world. Like mm-hmm. he was the Bruce Lee of that of that time period. And this mm-hmm. dude coming in talking like he ranked 20th. <laughs> yes. Like, when I saw that coming from being a you know a, a avid wrestling fan myself, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. I was like, whoa. This dude is, you know, he's he's bringing some more fire that the UFC is not used to seeing here. And I feel like that was extremely vital. And then, you know, it carried on with people like Connor. And then, you know. Yeah. Now, I will give Connor the credit there. I think Connor elevated it level. Yes. Yes. He took it to that next level because Connor, I remember I didn't know nothing about Connor. And I Mm -hmm. remember watching a USC commercial. Yeah, my name is Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. and I'm here to obliterate the, the division. I'm like, oh shit, who is this dude? Dude can and he talk. Gets in there, he 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 flips the bird to the dude he fought, knocks him out in the second round after he said he's going to finish him in two. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm locked in. I'm officially locked in. Yeah, the the process, the I mean, the progression that his his career went in was perfect. Yeah. Like he he's the epitome of being in the right place at the right time when it came mm-hmm. to like all the accolades that he had. Because, I mean, he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer, if you ask me, when it comes to the UFC. But I'm a little bit annoyed with how things have been going the last, like, 90 days or so. Because I just want to see him back in the octagon. Yeah, I feel you. I guess uh, the fight is supposed to be with him and Dustin Poirier. Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing, like, I don't know if it's official or not. Like, I keep seeing mixed reports on that. They they solidified it for December, but... Connor is he's like John Jones. He gets me nervous whenever something is solidified. Like there's always that that inkling in my mind that something could go wrong. Like yeah. from a behavioral standpoint. It's like yeah. cuz he's never had any issues like with cutting weight or anything like that. It's always behavior. Yeah, huh. no, that's a fact. Yeah, he and I think he took his I think he takes his antics sometimes a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. Like when he was when he was trying to sell the Khabib fight and, you know, he throws a trolley at the bus and he's like, breaking the window. Like, that was on. all, like, the gimmick. But people actually got hurt mm-hmm. in turn of him doing that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like and that it, was one of his biggest mistakes. Yeah, it was. Like, that, I feel like that showed a side of Connor that didn't need to be represented at that time period. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's cool to be intense. And, and this is not like, you know, basketball or football. These men are fighting each other every time they get in the ring. Right. But, like... You already have those kind of eyes on you. You don't want to make them become negative. Right. Like it's like you gotta relax, dude. And I and when he fought Khabib, I felt like I never seen Connor that angry. That's why I I felt like no matter what happened in the fight, he wasn't gonna win. He was too angry leading up to the event and like all the press conferences. He was just yelling and screaming and he was just so upset. It's like you can't you can't fight somebody the caliber of a Khabib with your mind being blocked up like that. Mm-hmm. You got to be a serene mind. 
And he had Khabib locked in. He yeah. had Khabib locked the fuck in, you bro. Yeah, you the can't. Way, come on, man. <laughs> I, like Khabib. Oh my god! Like can't that come dude. At man family, come on. Yo, like he came in. Like I remember in the way it Khabib didn't take off none of his gear or nothing. He's on the scale with his shoes and fully clothed. He made weight perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I He's never seen ready. that from Khabib. This dude always struggled to make weight, mm-hmm. and he had no doubt about that. When I was like, when I seen that, I was like, oh shit, kind of about to get his ass. <laughs> yeah, he was extreme. I never seen Khabib more focused than when he was about to beat the brakes off Connor. Mm-hmm. That's what made me nervous for, because like I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan, and me too. When I saw that, I was like. I don't yeah. know about this one. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Khabib got me a little nervous this time around. But yeah, man. I don't know, man. Let's okay. Let's just dive a little bit deeper. I want to at least get to the top ten through the top let's ten. So, like I said, Usman is. I think Stipe and Usman. You could argue either one of them could occupy the fourth or the fifth spot. I think Stipe is probably a little bit over it because of his stake in the heavyweight division specifically. You know yeah. the accolades that he's receiving with his amount of heavyweight title defenses and he he defended definitively finished cormier that last fight beat him twice yeah it was you know yeah, there was no twice. if ands or buts about it that last fight it was just like no this man is the better fighter period mm-hmm. so uh you know i'm fine with those two slots now the Volkanov now between six and ten it gets a little weird for me because i don't feel like poirier or holloway deserve to be up there not over Peter Yan. Yeah, Peter Yan or not over Gagey because Gagey won everything except for his last fight. I don't think he should be over. I don't think they should be over. I mean, I guess they could put him over Connor. You could put him over Connor because he hasn't fought in a little bit. Right. But I don't Bobby know, Knuckles, man. Like, I don't think I'll put him over Bobby Knuckles. I don't either. I don't think so either. It's something about that that six through ten. Well, no, not six. Volkanovski, he could stay there. He's been holding yeah. his own in that division. I would yeah. love to see... Um, I would love to see Henry Cejudo come back and fight him, fight Volkanovski. That would be a that good would be one. awesome. Ooh, that would be a good one. Cause like you know, it's all about matchups, and I don't think Volkanovski can hang with Cejudo's wrestling. And like, even though Cejudo became more of a striker before he retired, he's still that Olympic level wrestler. Yes. So I don't. I would love to see them mix it up because Volkanovski is very technical. He's He's about winning rounds mm-hmm. to secure his victory, not just trying to, you know, going for the, the knockout finishing blow. He's trying to make sure he secures all of his proper strikes to win the rounds. Do so. you think he won that fight against Holloway? No. Like, do you think he deserved? Like, I don't think he no. won that one. I didn't think he won that one either. No. I did. I think Holloway, the did, Holloway did his the first round alone showed me was like, what? Mm-hmm. That don't make no sense. Like, like, uh. He dominated him. Holloway dominated him in that first round. Even going into the second round, he dominated him too. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think he deserved to win that one. But yeah, I agree. I thought Holloway won that one clearly. I thought he, mm-hmm. I, I had it three two. You could even make an argument four one. Four one, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can really make an argument for that one. But it goes back to something that um, a lot of other people that I talk to about UFC bring up with judging. Judging is a real issue in UFC. Yeah. Uh, MMA in general, because the way I see it is they don't have any specifically designated judges for mixed martial arts. Right. Some of these guys are boxers. You know, some of these guys come from the kickboxing world, you know, whatever the case may be. So in the case where, you know, you have two people judging and one maybe comes from the boxing world, one comes from the kickboxing world. 
So for that judge, the punches are going to weigh more heavily as far as octagon control and things like that. And for the kickboxer, right. kicks and things like that are going to obviously weigh more heavily because that's the world they come from. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to fights like that, I think Volkanovski always wins because of the fact that he knows how to strike based on points. Right. He's a point striker. So no matter how dominant the other person is going to look fighting him, from a point standpoint, he's always going to win because he's going to outstrike you. He's always going to outstrike you. Are the strikes more significant? That's where it comes into, that's where the difference comes in. But I, I don't know. I don't like the way that some of the judging goes based on them not being specifically MMA judges. Yeah. No, it could be any world of that. combat sports. It's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I want I want people that know the sport, that know what they're talking about, that know what they're doing. Yeah, to be judging these, to be judging these guys, man. You're not gonna have Joe Rogan come and you know judge a boxing bout, right? Like, it, I feel like that's what happens a lot of times in in these UFC bouts, and that's what happened with that Volkanovski fight because the points, man. I don't know what these judges were scoring because I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I was looking at it the same way, bro. This not I'm like, up. yo, Holloway is picking him apart right now. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Volkanovski had his moments, but mm-hmm. for a majority of that fight, Holloway was he was pressing forward. Exactly. He was controlling the fight. Mm-hmm. He was landing the cleaner shots. I don't know, man. I, I feel like Poirier need to go down, Holloway need to go down, Jan and Gagey both need to go up. Ridiker, Robert Whitaker needs to go above Connor. I agree. The rest of it is, you know, whatever. You can make the case that Tony should be higher. Tony should be higher too, because like that was his first loss in like exactly five like what, years, <laughs> like thirteen fights or some crazy yeah. shit like that. Like so, just whooping everybody ass, and now he loses once and he's and he's thirteenth overall. 13th? Look, I wonder nuts. where I wonder where he weighs. I wonder where he falls in the weight class. Okay, he's third in the division in the lightweight in the lightweight division. Okay, so I can understand that, but eh, I don't know, man. When I'm looking at this top ten, I feel like he should be up a little bit higher than that. He's doing better than Poirier. He's doing better than Holloway. Right out the mm-hmm. gate. You could even argue, well, Gagey would be over him because he just defeated him. So right. that makes sense. So right. it, should, it should honestly be Jones, Adesanya, Miocic, Usman. Volko could stay there. I would have probably Tony here. No, Gagey here, followed by Tony, followed by Jan. Jan can stay in the ninth slot. Then it's a toss-up between Connor and Whitaker. I think I will put Whitaker up there. He just came off. He just came off. Oh yeah, that was a good win against uh, Cannoneer. That was a really good fight. Yeah, I was. I I wanted Cannoneer to win. I had money on Cannoneer too. I wanted him to win so bad. Me too. But uh, I wanted to see him and Izzy fight each other. I wanted to see that bout. Yep. Me too. And uh, but Whitaker deserved that man. He 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 dropped him. He dropped him in the, the third round. And yeah, yeah, he looked really good in that fight. That was a really nice fight uh, fight for him. You know what's weird about this? Jan Blahoj is not in this top fifteen at all. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's definitely not. He definitely should be over Francis Ngannou. That's nuts. Hmm. This is weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Francis, though, I think they got him in there just because that, like, his his knockouts are spectacular. Yeah, like his knockouts is YouTube worthy. Like, you could just watch a whole ten minute clip of his knockouts. That's true. 
He is he's still a huge draw, but yeah, man, Stipe dusted him off. Yeah, he did. He dominated that man. So I don't know. They 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 need to they need to show a little bit more respect to uh to Jan in this top fifteen, I think. But you know, all in all, I think I think it's I think they did pretty good with what they had based on the circumstances. It seems like to me this list is more based on like what have you done for me lately. That's typically how they usually go too, you know. Um, kind of be stuck in the moment, uh, living in the moment type deals. And uh, I think a lot of it is like emotional ranking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of actually just looking at the resumes, looking at the last, like, you know, last few fights, not just the last fight. Right. You know, and then um, I think you got to take the whole resume into it. It plays, they all play a factor, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's what, how it, ultimately it, they, they kind of rank these fighters when it comes to the pound to pound rankings. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it so much. It's I think everybody that's been mentioned is deserving, with the exception of Nganu on this top fifteen. <laughs> he needs to be replaced by Jan. Because Jan's coming off of three really good fights. Do you think that uh so the fight, the the Izzy fighting um fighting Jan? Yeah, he's yeah. gonna beat the crap out of Jan. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it because Yam is really good, but it's just gonna be it's gonna be exactly like what we just saw. With Paula Costa. With Paula, yeah. yes, it's gonna be the same thing. The only Bro, thing I is, did, it might I, be it honestly might be a little bit worse because Yan is more confident, so he's gonna rush in, and then that's gonna be even worse for him. I did not think. Izzy was going to dominate Paulo like that, bro. Me I either. thought Paulo was going to have a at least a puncher's chance. See what what I realized about I, I got to give Izzy more credit. I started to recognize something in that fight, and it's not just you know people are afraid to advance. He makes you afraid to advance. I realized something about his fighting style that I never noticed until that last fight: his flexibility, mm. like. The way this dude can like dodge and parry a hit and still hit you with mm-hmm. enough force to still like stagger you is weird. Like I see why he's like the style bender because like this dude is he's inhuman. First of all, that's the best nickname in USC history, and for my money, Easy. the last style bender. Easily. Wow. And you know he has that that Anderson Silva striking style where because yeah. you know when silver came out we see silver doing shit that like he putting his hands down yeah he people punch him in the face and shit he knocking people just, out with jabs like yeah, just like, dodging, what like, is, pop, pop, pop. like what exactly so he has that similar style but it seems like it's like he took it to a different level he took it to that next level yeah like he seemed like he studied silver he studied these great strikers he's one of the most and, accurate strikers i've ever seen Man, it's ridiculous the way he's able to fucking pinpoint his shots, bro. Yeah. He's like, that's why he always say, he's like, hey, man, I'm not just out here throwing prayers, man. I'm accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, damn. And yeah, but he's talking about, yeah, you see, like, I'm skinny, but I cut you. Mm-hmm. I just cut you down. I chop you down like a tree. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> man, this this man is serious. Like, every time I hear him talk, I'm like, nah, this man's serious. It's going yeah. to take a it's going to take a real force to fight him. I think the only person that's going to be able to combat with him is John Jones. Man, if that fight happens, oh. bro, oh my bro, god, bro, I'm throwing a huge party if that fight happens. Oh yeah, I'll like, be there. I'm bringing the bottles. Got to, because that's going to be one of the most legendary fights in UFC history. Ooh, like man. not just UFC in combat sports history. Period. Yes. Like whew. that's that two. Joint, that's two man. of the most dangerous strikers you've ever seen. 
And like one thing that I think people fail to realize is that Izzy is the same height as John Jones. Mm-hmm. They're the same height. And his reach advantage is only five inches longer than Izzy's. Mm-hmm. So Izzy is like literally a frame that John Jones has never combated. Mm-hmm. Be oh, very man. interesting, bro. That'd be a very interesting fight. That's gonna be a scary fight. <laughs> yeah, man. I before, hope it happens. I, I hope, hope it happens. make it happen. But before we head out of here, I just want to touch real quickly on the ladies. Now that sounded kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah, know what yeah. I mean. Y'all know what I mean. Uh, I love. I love. First of all, I love where MMA is going with the women. Like these chicks are some savages. Weili Zhang, Rose Namajunas, and uh, Valentina Shevchenko, and Amanda Nunes. Like, bro, those four alone, I will put them up against anybody, any female in any division in any form of MMA. First of all, Amanda Nunes, I'm still convinced that she's an earthbender. Like, yeah, she the way that she hits people, the way that she hits these women, it's crazy. I'm like, yo, she's hitting them with fucking boulders. This is not, this is not fair. She's another, Bombs, she's another one of those deadly accurate strikers. But her power, oh my wow. god, it's it's off the charts. You would not expect it until you see her hit these girls. Bombs, bro. Just straight bombs. Waylee like, Zhang, she she reminds me of just like a Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> I love her, man. Like, just just strikes, like accurate strikes and everything, man. Just her so fight, precise. Her fight with uh, Yum Jacek. Oh, oh, my God. My that was God. epic. That was epic. One of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. That was period. epic, yo. The way that Young Jacek was looking after that fight, man, I'm like, yo, take her to the hospital, please. Bro. The, that was scary. The, the lack of back down in these females, man. I I gotta, yo, I gotta have. I gotta Val- take my hats off. And then, like you said, Valentina, man, like that's another one. Just her, everything is just so tight with her. Bro. Like it just seems like she makes no mistakes in her movements. It's no mistakes in her movements whatsoever. It's gonna take an incredible human being to dethrone her. Yes. Man, yes. I mean. <sighs> I, w- I kind of want to see a super fight between her and and Wei Li. I would like to see that. I would like to see that as well. I think I think I'm, I think Nunez because how I look when I look at the female division, it's like Nunez is in a class of her own. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we've Truly. seen her beat. We are we've seen her beat uh, uh, Valentina twice already. Mm-hmm. We've seen her kill uh, Cyborg. We've seen her dominate literally every woman she stepped into the octagon with so far. Thwarted and- Ronda Rousey's epic comeback. Oh my god, that was so embarrassing <laughs> for Ronda, bro. Dude, um, this is this but is yeah, Valentina and and Waylay, if they was able to make that fight happen, oh, Ooh. sign me up, boy! <laughs> I'm sign front front up. row center. Like I would love to see any any of them mix it up, and even you know even throw Yum Jacek back in uh, into the mix because yes. that that last fight she really proved that she's still you know she's still at the top of the class. She's still one of the the young lions out there, so. And my girl Thug Rose, man. Thug, Thug, Thug Rose don't get enough press, man. Thug Rose Thug is serious. Rose. Thug Rose is serious, man. She Thug don't get enough Rose. press. I love everything about Thug Rose. Yeah. She's the epitome of, yo, listen, I might be quiet, but hold on. I like her footwork, man. She got some great feet work. <laughs> I love. Fact, I like to say feet work. I love the the dynamic that she has with her husband mm-hmm. uh, that, that trains her. Uh, like, I feel like that is so vital in her success. 
I agree, bro. Yeah, but man, round we we man going into twenty twenty one and even rounding off twenty twenty, we still got some epic engagements on the bill. I am extremely excited. If you're a combat sports fan, I don't know how you can't be excited at this moment because so much good stuff is happening. Yeah, this year of fighting, man, like uh, it's been awesome. it was excellent. It was awesome. It was awesome all year round. Like, and it, it was excellent. to think that we almost didn't have it, but. You know, I take my hats off all the time. I always give him credit for this, but I think Dana White needs a lot more credit from everybody sports-wise because the way he executed everything for the UFC to be able to have live events again, without him doing that, you know, we probably wouldn't have had the NBA return. So I really take my hats off to Dana White and, you know, really strongly believing in the procedures that he was putting forth for his company to make sure that we were able to receive entertainment in a safe way. Yeah. 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 The way that they able to handle this, like the whole fight Island fight and, Island was so cool. Like, yeah. Everything that they did to, to keep this train running and everything was so smooth and precise. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we just got to give appreciation to, for them to be able to continue this and like the fights, have like it so I good it with no fans in there like you're able to hear everything i thought i was gonna hate it but i freaking love it with no fans yes it's like you hear like the coaches in the corner you hear the commentators you, you hear, hear the, that like, leather the the shots bro like that gatesy ferguson fight every shot i'm like ooh, dude ooh. just madness the the lake the leg kicks from uh jan blahovich on reyes and the kicks Nasty. to the ribs. Oh man, when you were hearing those smack up against his body, I'm like, man, this is bone awesome. breaking shots, bro. I'm not even mad if y'all don't bring no fans. <laughs> bone breaking shots, bro. They better do. They better do virtual fans like WWE or something. Seriously, yeah, man, man. As always, my friend, appreciate you being on the show. It's been amazing talking with you again. One of my Likewise, favorite people to bro. talk sports with. Man. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. You know, I'm uh, always down talk some sports, and then I'm always. If we, uh, you know, we always looking for somebody to have on our on sports your enthusiasm. So always. You, know, you always one of the first people I always hit up. Yeah, man. You already know whenever opportunity is available, I'm jumping right on it. I'm not even wasting no time. <laughs> yeah, man. I always appreciate you for that. But yeah, man, let the folks know where they can find you and everything. Let them know how they can get access to your podcast and all that. So, yeah, I am one half of the Sports Your Enthusiasm podcast that you can find exclusively on the Push Start Media Network. PushStartMediaNetwork.com, by the way. And uh, yeah, man, we just put out an episode earlier today, kind of recapping uh, this week in sports. And um, you can catch us. We typically release every Wednesday morning and Friday night. So um, yeah, look, me and my guy, Ed Ruder, we keep putting out content. We keep uh, keep it rolling. So it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, we appreciate the platform that you was able to give us with the Push Drive Media Network, bro. So always a pleasure for that. Always appreciate it for that. Man, shout out to y'all continuing to do great work. I'm extremely grateful to have y'all as part of our network. Like y'all bringing so much energy and so much positive vibes with y'all show. And it's good content. So if you're a sports fan out there, I'm not just saying this because these guys are on our network. They have some really, really good sports content and it's unbiased. It's very knowledgeable. So, you know, if you if you rock with sports of any sort, Check these guys out. Sports your enthusiasm. It's your boy, C-Ham. Thank you again. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. We got new content coming on YouTube. If y'all not locked in and subscribed already, make sure y'all do. Hit them notification bells. But we love y'all. Peace out.